Good evening, everyone. Settling in on the other end of the line is one Robbie Fetcher, the trophy husband, who despite crying, complaining, gnashing of teeth, still managed to put together a very impressive KFFSC season. And we join you tonight on this late Friday night as we look to championship weekend to maybe hear Fetch complain a little more, but also give you some secrets as to what he's going to do in the next uh, uh, 48 hours of football consumption to put him way ahead in his plans for drafting the 2021. How you doing, Trophy Husband? My only complaint, Farrell, is that we're not in Las Vegas like we were last year for the conference championship games. What a time we had, and I look forward to next year when we celebrate uh, in Vegas for this weekend and we get to have our first ever Super Bowl party at the uh, Horseshoe Southern Indiana that you had planned for this year, but uh, COVID had other ideas. Yeah, well, we've got we've got a lot of announcements, Fetch, and I'm glad you went there. We'll start with that. Fetch has let the proverbial cat out of the bag. Your destination for Super Bowl 2022 will be uh, – at the uh, at the Caesars, no longer Horseshoe Fetch. At the Caesars, uh, the, the uh, we will have the ballroom on Sunday, and we'll be drafting uh, on Saturday. It'll be the earliest live draft that you can possibly do anywhere, and we'll have it for you. And we'll have more details on that. That's going to be a big experience of getting us all together. You know, historically, Fetch for a lot of years. Uh, I've joined with a variety of people. Uh, the, the most consistent uh, guy to be there each year was uh, Jim Fitton. And this is for our 14th year, uh, would have been coming up this year. That that has, uh, COVID has ended our Las Vegas trip uh, for Super Bowl. But I think we will uh, uh, continue with our Super Bowl celebrations here uh, at Caesars, and and I think it will be a great experience for us to start a new tradition. We had it last year as we all went out for uh, championship weekend. Two games where we commandeered uh, our own viewing party there. Uh, Dave Gerzak joined us. Uh, the aforementioned Fenton was with us. Jesse made the trip. You and myself, uh, Eric Meridia was around a little bit. And we enjoyed uh, back-to-back games there uh, at the Encore Casino, and we'll look forward to doing that again. You know, Fetch, uh, additionally, uh, our champions, our 18th champions from the home office in in Marshall, Illinois, uh, uh, Petrie and Larson, have requested that we investigate uh, having a playoff draft uh, for next year. We're looking at that format. Uh, We're... We're experimenting an idea with six team divisions, drafting 14 rounds, uh, and we would do that uh, before wildcard week. Additionally, uh, we can announce tonight that our our first drafts will begin immediately uh, after the Super Bowl. They will be up on the site uh, this week. Uh, Our big game, our big game uh, follow up draft, so to speak. We'll have one right after Super Bowl. So we got a lot of things coming. We're going to get the uh, uh, run to daylight and uh, the checkered flag 
championships uh, scheduled this week and get them up where uh, the signups can begin. So a lot to do. Uh, we're working on a uh, potential new date, uh, perhaps a week earlier for the uh, draft in uh, Cincinnati at the Hard Rock uh, there in Cincinnati. And um, we're looking at expanded hours uh, for our drafts uh, here live at Caesars, which uh, will be the last weekend in August. Fetch, I think the dates, I can't be for sure because I don't have them in front of me. I think 26th, 27th, 28th, whatever it is, it'll be the last weekend of August. So there you go. 27th, 28th, 29th. There you go. Well, that's that's a, that's a full boat fetch of all activities that are going on and a, and a lot of things happening. So before we get into that, we got some great matchups this weekend. Um, quickly, what surprises you about them? Uh, is this about what you thought we would be getting? You have the one and two seed in the AFC. I think uh, – for most of the second half of the season, once Pittsburgh started to flounder, I think we were expecting this matchup. In the NFC, I think we got a surprise. I mean, everybody had hoped Tom Brady could be successful here, but it took them a good 13 weeks, and they really started getting going in that last four or five weeks after the bye. But they had that big hurdle to get over of beating New Orleans, which they could not do in the regular season twice. But we talked they about there, they, uh, they were they were the third best team in the NFC, and if they could beat the Saints, we thought that we could have this matchup. You know, we talked about how uh, bye weeks can be beneficial, and they are always beneficial when you have veteran players when they come late in the year, and you've got a coach that can compartmentalize and condense what's going on and make the changes necessary, and have the players to step up and play regardless of of their injury situation. Uh, We've talked a lot. I just got finished with our uh, high stakes uh, uh, fantasy football uh, show with, uh, with Balky. And, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about next man up all throughout. That's been the theme of the show. And and Tampa has had a next man up and, you know, they wisely get grabbed. Uh, Leonard Fournette, uh, when uh, Jacksonville sent him, sent him away, they they signed him, and it didn't. Uh, for a lot of fantasy players, it didn't necessarily make sense on paper. Sure, the hell is making sense now, and it fetch. Not only that, but I uh, your uh, next man up really deals with fantasy going in the future. If anybody saw that catch by Tyler Johnson of Tampa yep. Bay, once Antonio Brown kind of got knocked out of the second half. The future looks bright for that kid. And uh, Tampa has a, a star in the waiting, I think, with him. Uh, when they, I don't think they can play all these receivers. So they've got a guy right there that can step up in the future. If we're thinking fantasy 2021, 2022, that's a guy that could break out. Fifth round draft pick out of Minnesota and was always one of my favorite players in the Big Ten. And I thought very underrated, just like the kid down at Texas. Uh, another kid, I believe his name is Johnson, too. Very good receiver down there that played at uh, Texas and now at Jacksonville. Fetch. Um, these Colin, Colin Johnson, I'll go ahead and say. Colin. These two games, uh, as we come up this weekend, 
it, it, I would really, really like our players because uh, these games are presented with the best cameramen, the best announcers, the best angles, the best production. You know, the, the, this is an opportunity to watch players and see what's actually going on in the game and study the games. I've One of the things that I've noticed in fantasy football is we have the most entertained players because they're getting hours and hours of red zone. But red zone doesn't tell you the complete story. And I sure would like our players to get in a situation of where they're watching more complete games and understanding more why things are happening and what teams are committed to what players. And you can definitely see that when you when you watch all four of, of these teams. And it's, it's obviously they're committed to the players that are making these quarterbacks look good in protection and in, in, uh, in developing a rushing game to complement a passing game. And so I want to ask you this. Let's let's look at Tampa Bay and Green Bay. Um, to me, Devontae Adams is a player who is not going to regress from these numbers that he's putting up. And I think we can see it this weekend because to, he runs the best double move and exploits the cornerbacks of any wide receiver in the league. There's other receivers in the league that do things that I like better than what Adams does. But this matchup is just wonderful for him. Uh, you expect to see that, uh, the numbers for Adams. And do you expect him to be the number one receiver off the board next year? Ooh, that's a tough number one receiver. I think so because he is so consistent. But we have to be very careful with that. I mean, we had an unbelievable, consistent guy catching the ball in Michael Thomas last year, mm. going off as the number one guy, and he just fell off the charts. But completely different things. Thomas ran a tremendous athlete who ran one route, a slant. It seems like that's all he ever ran. I, I think Devontae, yeah, he's in the peak of his career. And the key here – is Aaron Rodgers still has a couple of years left. I think one of the big things mm -hmm. for Michael Thomas is the health and, and, and the age of Drew Brees. And I think this is an interesting thing to look at in both of these games. We have the polar opposite. We have the NFC, um, not only championship game, but just in general. We have all these old quarterbacks kind of, at their last leg, you know, again, Aaron Rodgers probably may have four or five years left, three or four. Mm -hmm. Tom only has one or two. Drew may be Tom. gone. Drew may be uh, gone. So, so we're going to have some turnover in the NFC over the next. Tom, year. who? Who are you talking about? Tom, Tom Brady. I, I assume when I'm, you're talking. Okay. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's going to play until he's fifty, and he's only what forty-two. That's not one year, Fetch. It's, the lessons we've learned, the, the, lessons, the lessons we've learned, whether it be Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, eventually Father Time catches these guys, and it usually happens in the middle of the season. And as a fantasy player, you better catch that before it happens, or yeah, you'll have an truth. instant with with a Michael Thomas or something like that. Now in the AFC, it's just the opposite because we've got two quarterbacks. 25 years old that could be, you know, having great offenses for the next 10 years. 
And the thing I want to look at it at this game is Gabriel Davis. Mm-hmm. I want to look at um, McCall Hardman and Pringle. Guys, you're not going to be able to pay everybody. Eventually, a Sammy Watkins right. is going to be gone. A Cole Beasley or John Browns. So we want pieces of this offense, either one. Mm-hmm. Bills or Chiefs for the next five to ten years. So I want to know the next piece up. That's who I'm drafting in the middle rounds next year, you know, the mm-hmm. ninth or tenth rounds. The guy I feel like can fill a void and really step up and become a marriage like Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I mean, Diggs and Allen, I mean, it clicked with no offseason. It's an amazing right. how easy that click happened compared to so many that it takes a while to kind of, uh, you know, get on the same page. And we, we are in the mindset, Fetch, as we approach this season that we'll be making these decisions and uh, evaluating these players from what they did in the previous year and from what we can ascertain their ability to concentrate and focus on getting ready for next year because we may be doing without a preseason um, in this coming year as well. We do know that we will be dealing with the 17th uh, additional game and the contest and the FFPC will make announcements as to how they're handling that uh, moving forward. We are going to handle it. You know, we're blessed by the fact that we have a 13-week uh, regular season. Uh, so we will uh, take the additional game week and add that to our championship round. So everything will remain the same, with the exception of breaking out the championship round to four weeks now. So, Fetch, you're going to have to – do even better. You're going to have to do it quicker and you're going to have to do it longer uh, to be successful. Ancillaries will stay the same in 11 week season. Now the, uh, the uh, championship uh, in the ancillaries will move uh, one additional week. It used to be five weeks. Now it'll be six weeks. So a rather easy fix for us as we approach an additional uh, scheduled game in the NFL season and fetch, as, as I'm looking at this Green Bay-Tampa matchup and what you say, I say he's going to play to 50, and that's jokingly. I think he's got more than one year left in him. But you may be right if that left side of this Tampa offensive line does not protect Tom Brady better in this game, better in the Super Bowl if they advance, and better next year. I think that will be a uh, – I think that will be a spot that uh, – uh, Tampa looks hard at in free agency and the draft this year. We have a lot of cool news fetch going around about uh, about coaching changes and general managers being hired this week. Uh, probably the most entertaining to me is what's happening at Detroit. Did you see uh, <laughs> new coach Dan Campbell's press conference? Well, I, I- do believe if I go to tr- Detroit, I may wear some knee pads as there was talk of biting kneecaps as they <laughs> try to fight up this uh, the, the NFC North ladder. But yes, mm-hmm. I mean, he's an old school football guy, played mm-hmm. a little bit under Parcells, and um, mm-hmm. you know, he was a sought after coach. And I think the, that organization has struggled for so long in Detroit, but maybe they finally got the right guy. Mm-hmm. Who will who will build it the right way? A tough no, foundation. He, he is straight out of. We talked about it tonight. I think he is straight out of central casting. You know, I mean, he 
he rolls in and gets off his horse. I called him John Wayne as a football coach. And, you know, uh, he, as he spoke about the history in Detroit and how they've been treated, you know, he was a, a part of, and he had his best year as being a part of that 0-16 uh, Detroit Lions team. And right. um, the, he also was a part of the Super Bowl team that um, won the uh, – uh, he was on injured reserve for the entire year. The New Orleans team, uh, the Beecher uh, Indianapolis Colts, and won the Super Bowl. And I, I found out something interesting. Uh, he did not – he was not awarded a Super Bowl ring, which, um, which took me down memory lane uh, for a story. Uh, I had a player – um, th- this was this was attempted to be done uh, to one of my players uh, after the 1988 Super Bowl. Uh, he had spent he had only played two games and spent most of the year on injured reserve. Ended the year on injured reserve and was going to be waived and not re-signed. And uh, I had met. Uh, I, I I didn't know exactly how I was going to take this you know, how I was going to tackle this because uh, I absolutely uh, was thrilled with my relationship with the general manager and the pro personnel director in Washington at that time. The general manager was named Bethard and the pro personnel was uh, a Charlie Casserly, a well-known figure that's uh, Bobby Bethard and Charlie Casserly and Casserly's gone on with his contributions as a GM and and then on the NFL Network. But anyway, uh, early on in my career, I met the owner of the, of the Redskins. We had a nice conversation. He gave me his card. and He said, you need anything? This is my card. And uh, I thought about it. And I I was hanging out with one of my players, a dear client of mine uh, named Michael Simmons. We were down in New Orleans. And uh, – and, uh, Mike and I always spent a lot of time together. I said, I got to make this call and I don't know how it's going to work out. So he says, well, I'll sit here and wait for you. And so we were on the hotel phone and I, I called and, and uh, asked for Mr. Cook, got his assistant. And Mr. Cook, uh, Jack Kent Cook comes on the phone. And I, I made a compelling argument for about 15 minutes as to why this player should get a ring. And, uh, he agreed with me and uh, not only did my client get the ring, but everyone else on the, everyone else on the team that was in a similar situation uh, got a ring too, which is about six or eight guys. And uh, I, uh, I got off the phone and I said to Michael, I said, you know, uh, I'm sorry that took a little longer than I expected, but he says, I I wish you would talk 15 more minutes, Farrell. You might've got a ring too. So I was only 15 minutes away from a Super Bowl ring, according to Michael Simmons. But, you know, it, it, there's a lot of paths that people have in football. And I think a journeyman guy like that who, who took his lumps, I think that's the kind of guy that's going to be successful. So that leads to a darling of last year's draft. I'll tie this into some real fantasy football a darling of last year's draft, DeAndre Swift. We've got a coach coming to town that's uh, that uh, 
has been there to witness everything that has been done by Alvin Kamara, and now he gets a player with a similar skill set. Fetch, can you picture it? Am I right or wrong? I think this is good news for um, DeAndre Swift. The Detroit Lions offense had a lot of injuries late in the year, but because they were released from the Matt Patricia shackles, put up some numbers late, especially with Marvin Jones, but some with DeAndre Swift in the passing game. There's talent there, especially if they keep Matthew Stafford and pay him. I think you can have a lot of success there. And like you said, a guy that understands players want to play. I always hate that this this version of these coaches that want to play the three running backs. You've got a talented Mm. guy. Find ways to get DeAndre Swift the ball just like New Orleans finds ways to get Alvin Kamara the ball. I love that, Fetch. You are you are right on it. And uh, I think Swift is uh, uh, one of the most exciting prospects. And it's going to be interesting to see how the quarterback situation in Detroit, the wide receivers, four of them who are all free agents, who, who lands back with the team and what happens. I think that's it. For fantasy, for fantasy aspects, uh, I think we're looking at a, a very good situation. We had tonight uh, on uh, on the uh, High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, we had uh, Jerry Hooten, who partnered with his nephew, Phil. They were the winners, Fetch, by 0.45 points in the uh, FFPC and took home the half million dollar prize. And I, I was thinking all of those teams fetch all those teams and all that play 0.45. I guess that's what makes our attempt to give some analysis and show or illustrate why people can look at things differently um, worthwhile, you know, cause we're definitely not always right, but I tell you what, you had a very, very good year being right about a lot of players. Uh, and sometimes I think you're right on Wednesday and you would be a hundred percent on Wednesday, but you think long, you think wrong. I think we've all been guilty of that. Do you think that sometimes there's information overkill in this in this fantasy football hobby. Whether it be fantasy, whether it be sports betting, yes. I mean, we have so many sources of information now. And, and you know, you, sometimes you're worried uh, about an injury. Sometimes a key thing to watch, and, and it's hard to set a guy, but Marcus Lattimore owns Mike Evans. Owns, owns him. Just, just like, just like yeah. we know T.Y. Hilton. I People dropped T.Y. Hilton this year before he played the Houston Texans. I know yep. at least once I picked him up just knowing, hey, I get him for the Texans. That's a bye mm-hmm. week for other people. I put T.Y. Hilton because he's got a shot. And sometimes you just got to go with things like that. And, and we get talked out of it because we hear this or we hear that. And sometimes your gut is, is better than the information that you're, you're spewing over. Jerry Hooten told a story tonight, and he said that uh, and it involves our own Dan Claskins. And Dan did very well this year. He won a division and, and had some other wins, too. It was his most successful year. And he hosts that fantastic show 
on uh, XM Sirius Radio and the Fantasy Network. And, and it, it, uh, it, it, Dan had that day one of the beat writers for the Miami Dolphins on. And Jerry's in the car listening to the story. And the guy comes on and pours cold water all over Miles Gaskin. Says, you know, he's not going to be a good fantasy start. You know, the other running back's going to start, and they're going to go with the hot hand. But Gaskin's role will be limited in this game. And Jerry, uh, he goes home, and he thinks about that, and he talks with Phil, his teammate. And after two hours of going back and forth with it, they decide to follow their gut. Miles Gaskin, a 37-point performance. Uh, took this team in the FFPC to 256.45, and that's what they won by, 0.45. So they had to play Gaskin to win. And, and that's, you know, you, you would think, oh, I'm getting, a, I'm getting a gift from above. I've tuned into these, you know, to Claskins and this guy from the Dolphins, and they know what's up. And, you know, you, you would tempt to think that uh, – you know, you know that's that's my indication that I should bench Gaskin. These guys didn't do it, and I, I would I would ask our players to always follow your instincts because your instincts are good. We got a lot of great players in this league, Fetch. That's why I, I talk about your you know your achievements this season. You know what was what was the best thing that you know that the trophy husband did this year besides win another couple of trophies. Um, really competing in the spring, spring leagues. I had 50% of my teams in the main event part of that and winning a division and finishing in the top three of that, I think was, was my best accomplishments. You know, um, I think our spring leagues are going to be very, very popular again this year. Although our spring is going to look a little different and the purpose that we brought the league into being is going to be vastly changed. Uh, I still think it will be popular because people seem to really, at the price point of $200, really enjoyed the, the opportunity of uh, uh, winning the, the $5,000. One of them went to uh, our old pal, uh, uh, Eric Balkman, and the other $5,000, uh, I believe, went to uh, another great player in Jimmy Johnson. Uh, I, I hope I hope you did uh... – convey my non-congratulations to Balkman on the heist. I, I do, and he, you know, I think his feelings were a little hurt. I mean, you know, <laughs> you want me to send you Jimmy's number where you can uh, you can hurt his feelings too? You know, uh, it, no, it, it's I, a sore third-place finisher is uh, Robbie Fetcher. It's, uh, it's uh, a difficult situation to uh, understand. Hey, losing it, Antonio Brown uh, for this weekend, that's going to put a lot of people uh, that are that are playing uh, in the uh, FFPC uh, playoff challenge at a disadvantage. What does that do? Uh, how does that elevate? Who does that elevate uh, in that receiver core uh, yeah, for the Tampa Bucks? The guy, guy I love with the Bucks this playoff. It's a guy I told everybody to take is Godwin. Yeah. Um, they have really good corners in uh, mm-hmm. Green Bay, Jair Alexander. I mean, they can shut. They bring Godwin into that middle, and I, I think that's the chance. That's where Green Bay is going to have to make their hay, along with 
running the football. They ran it quite a bit last week, ran it against Washington. They've got hopefully two healthy running backs as Ronald Jones seems to be, you know, getting healthier from that quad injury. They run the ball, look for Godwin and the mysterious Cameron Brait, who here late (laughs) in the season has made a huge impact, Mm. not only fantasy, but playoff wise. Um, We've talked about the over and under on catch, which was a give me bet that you uh, ran into last weekend. But the, the, the use of Gronk as a six lineman to help protect, which they need, has really opened up Cameron Brayton in that tight end receiving role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's perfect. That's exactly what we're talking about. Is is why things are happening and who you can expect uh, to do to do well week in week out. And uh, Gronkowski, whether he catches balls or not, is a significant uh, contributor to the Bucks. Uh, interview today with Gronkowski, a, a celebratory note when I heard him say that, uh, yeah, he plans to be back and wants to play another year. And uh, are you, Fetch, are you ready to say that that was one of the things that you might have been wrong on this past year? Well, he didn't have huge production fantasy-wise. But the thing I want to bring up as a football fan, what a great teammate. Mm -hmm. What a guy that has found joy in football. I think he lost a little of the joy. I don't know if it's the weather, uh, no state income tax, uh, <laughs> the easier pro- what it is, but the joy he has and the fact that he's just not the, how, how many great receiving tight ends like that would take on the role of a blocker and have no problems with it. And you see him celebrating with his teammates after wins and Gronk is the epitome of a team player. And that's just, mm-hmm. you know, that's unusual in today's game. I mean, obviously it still happens and he's a great example of it. So as a football guy, I just love it. I mean, it, it's just awesome to see the joy he plays with and him having it back after taking the year off. Uh, it makes me wonder if maybe Mr. Belichick takes a little of the fun of football away, but uh, Gronk has found it in Tampa Bay. Seven touchdowns during the regular season, only one catch so far in the playoffs. I think we get increases uh, from that. His his poorest game uh, was week two this year uh, against Carolina in a, in a big win uh, by Tampa and then against Denver in a blowout victory. Um, he, he caught six balls for 48 yards, uh, which was his uh, – uh, six balls was his uh, top receiving. He, he did have a two-touchdown game uh, at Detroit uh, in that blowout victory. So, you know, I, I think uh, I, he was a hair's breadth from catching a touchdown this last week from Brady. Maybe they hook up up here uh, as the Packers are a little weaker over the middle of the field. Well, we're going to try to uh, drop in with more uh, podcast uh, and and to get on a somewhat of a regular schedule. There's no, hasn't been a damn thing regular about this year, Fetch, and uh, it's it's coming over into uh, uh, 2021. Tell all the uh, listeners uh, how the girls are doing. Your girls are home from school, and Fetch is teaching school. Is that kind of how that works? Well, yeah, we have been at NTI the whole year, which is um, you know, basically in uh, in home learning. Uh, because I have a young one, 
uh, a kindergartner. I've had now, the famous Finley Fetcher. Uh, I've had to hone my kindergarten skills. We were working on four plus one, you know, four birds in a nest. One comes in. How many uh, birds do we have now? So that's what I'm mm-hmm. working with. Luckily, my are you getting any team, of that right? I, I do math is okay. again right. uh, as fantasy football players, we're dealing with numbers, so I yeah. enjoy mm-hmm. enjoy that part. My other two, being older, can kind of work on their computer and do their own thing. But yes, it has been an interesting year teaching the kindergarten uh, level. It's been uh, it's, it's been an interesting year. Everyone uh, continually asks. Uh, how mom's doing and it's uh sometimes it's day to day and sometimes she's showing real progress but no no setbacks and uh we've got a lot to be grateful for fetch i'm grateful for you joining us uh, uh joining me tonight i hope we can get more of our fantasy players uh involved we've got some great stories to tell you know one of the greatest stories to tell is our old boy josh sloan who won the uh, big payback play in and turned around and won the big payback. Uh, uh, Bullet Bob Hogan, who had never played in the big payback, signed up for one this year and won it. And Danny Mueller, who was the saddest guy in the country because he couldn't come to Kentucky and play fantasy football. He'll be here this year. He, uh, he won another big payback uh, as well. We got great champions, a great top five, uh, our boys, the Asphalt Dogs, uh, uh, Ryan Smith, we, we send out good, uh, uh, good love to his family. He's been going through some issues uh, health-wise lately. Um, uh, Ryan Smith and Bubba Wilson, uh, Clayton Bubba Wilson, uh, teamed up, and uh, those guys uh, finished fourth. And they've, they've gotten there. They no longer consider themselves losers. The, the sting of not winning uh, – uh, it, it has subsided somewhat. They're kind of realizing that fourth place was a nice finish. When the hell are you going to get in take the, a top five finish? I'll take a top five. Finish. When are you going to get in the top five fetch? I, we've been waiting for this. Well, I've done it before and I will do it again. Jim Coles finished in the top five lately since you have. Uh, just wanted to point that out there. Well, fetch, you want to say so long to anybody before well, we hang it up? Well, First of all, I'd like your prediction. We never did say what our actual predictions for the weekend oh, are. I think, I think, Fetch, you're such a chalk guy. You know the two favorites. You're going to predict the two favorites. I, I, I am actually going against Andy Reid and going with the Buffalo Bills. There is a Fetch. You're just I, making a mistake. That's, just that's, making I, a mistake. I, I really okay. feel like there's something special in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that that Super Bowl hangover it gets you late. But, I mean. The the Chiefs. The Super Bowl hangover only comes if you lost the Super Bowl, not if you won the Super Bowl. There's no hangover for winning. My my Andy Reid uh, has a um, hasn't covered in a while. Let's put it that uh, way yeah. on our bets, and now it's only three points. So if he doesn't cover this week, uh, I very much see an L. But I do see the chalk of the Green Bay Packers. I think. Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers are, are on a mission after last year's loss in the NFC title game. And I, I really think they'll win the Super Bowl as well. I, I just think things are just really running smooth there. And they finally have a somewhat capable run defense. And really, in, in this league right now, you got four pass. Well, Green Bay is somewhat of a running team, but the other three teams are pass it, mm-hmm. pass first teams. So the only real weakness of that Green Bay team, the rush defense, 
it doesn't really have to do much. Heck, if they play Buffalo, they may not have to defend it at, at all since they didn't run the ball once in the first half of that Baltimore-Buffalo game. It was crazy stat, but, you know, you might remember that uh, Tampa beat New Orleans this past week by rushing the ball just as many times as they threw the ball. So I would not anoint either of these teams. I think we're going to have very, very close games. And, I mean, even Finley Fetcher knows, wake her up, Fetch, she'll tell you that that one game has gone to three and a half. It's like how many birds and eggs, Fetch? you got to know how to count the birds, the eggs, the whole thing. And, buddy, I, I can always count on Fetch being here. Thanks for being a good sport, and thanks for your continued support of the league. We uh, we wish everyone a, a, a nice evening, and I know everybody's getting ready uh, for all the drafts that are forthcoming. Give us a chance to compete often and early as we move uh, through the 2021 season, and we'll be celebrating uh, one year in three weeks, one year and two weeks from now in 2022 with our big uh, Super Bowl celebration uh, there at Caesars KFFSC in the ballroom. So we've got a lot of things to look forward to, Fetch. Yeah, and what a great year by the Get It at Porky's guys. So I want to oh. throw a shout-out to them. Can't wait to squeeze that pig next year. And <laughs> uh, and. The uh, at the uh, Caesars, I keep there. You go. Well, you like Caesars. the horseshoe fashion, and, and of course, yeah, our, like our number one goal in 2021: get Justin McCord out of the house and to Vegas for either the uh, drafts in August or to, to go to the uh, playoffs with us. I think Just, that's the number one goal. Of Justin McCord is is we're going to be champions as soon as we can get McCord out of the house. We're getting a little closer every day. All right, baby. Talk to you soon. Later.